hold when we all get to heaven. What a day of rejoicing that will be when we all see Jesus. We'll sing in shepherd victory. Thank you, Jason. Chronological study of the Bible. I can honestly say I've never been more nervous than I am right now. You will never forget today's message. I promise you, you'll never forget it. Never, ever do I clear messages with anybody. Today, I did. What you're going to hear has been taught by this church since the day it was started. What I'm going to say is more for sermon audio than it is for you. However, it is for you as well. Because I am so nervous, I'm shaking. Because I am so nervous, I'm going to read it right off the screen. So um, uh, pay attention to the screen. Those on sermon audio, please listen carefully. Proverbs chapter 22 is where we're at. Proverbs 22, verse number 3. Proverbs 22, verse 3. A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself. But the simple pass on and are punished. A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself. But the simple pass on and are punished. Because of sermon audios reach globally, this verse requires me to say something. I have cleared it with the Lord, our pastor, his wife, and my wife. The Lord used Ben Glover to bring this to my attention. I'm going to read it slowly so everyone can take all the notes they want. You will want to take notes. I will be happy to send anyone the PowerPoint showing important highlights at Danny King 12345 at gmail.com. That's Danny King12345 at gmail.com. Raise your hand here in the room if you need me to slow down, but please no talking. Please don't get mad until you study this on your own. And I say that again. Please do not get mad until you study this on your own. I will be happy to help, but I will not argue. Revelation chapter 2, which is what Ray read a few minutes ago. Revelation chapter 2, beginning with verse number 18. Write all these passages down, even if you think you're not going to need them. Write these passages down. I promise you, you're going to want to go back to them. After today, you're going to want to go back. Revelation chapter 2, beginning with verse 18, which Ray read a minute ago. And unto the angel of the church in Thyatira write, 
These things saith the Son of God, who hath his eyes like unto a flame of fire, and his feet are like fine brass. I know thy works, and charity, and service, and faith, and thy patience, and thy works, and the last to be more than the first. Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess, to teach. Let me read that again. Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess, to teach. We get hung up on the last part of the verse. We don't read that part. Thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess, to teach, and to seduce my servants to commit fornication, and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. Don't let the end of the verse override the beginning of the verse. And I gave her space to repent of her fornication, and she repented not. That's very important. I gave her a chance, and she would not do it. 22. Behold, I will cast her into a bed, and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation. Notice what it's talking about. Great tribulation. Now, there are those who would say that's the, the seven-year tribulation. I don't think it is. I think this is direct punishment on these people. Behold, I will cast her into a bed, and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds. What does it mean to repent? Repent means to turn, to change. And I will kill her children with death. Let that one sink in. I will kill her children with death. And all the churches shall know that I am he which searches the reins and the hearts. This is where Sermon Audio comes in. This is bigger than just Temple Baptist Church. All the churches shall know that I am he which searcheth the reins and hearts, and I will give unto every one of you according to your works. Don't answer. Why? did Jezebel start? Why did Jezebel start? The answer is always because the men weren't doing it. On Tuesday, America will be 247 years old. Women pastors are more and more common because the men aren't doing it. Thyatira could easily happen today. I believe in one denomination it is happening. If I was a woman, and I can't say that enough, if Danny King was a woman in any church, in any denomination, what would I do to be prudent? If I was a woman, what would I do to hide myself? 
If I was a woman, what would I do to not be simple and get punished? You do what the Lord leads you to do. I can't say that enough, and I'm going to say that many times. You do what the Lord leads you to do. This is only what I would do if I was a woman. Jezebel did nothing. 1 Corinthians 11. Please turn there in your Bibles. I want you to see it in your Bible. Please write this passage down. You will come back to it. I promise you, you will come back to it. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Begin with verse 1. 1 Corinthians 11, verse 1. Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. Now I praise you, brethren, that ye remember me in all things, and keep the ordinances as I delivered them to you. But I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is the man, and the head of Christ is God. Every man praying or prophesying, having his head covered, dishonoreth his head. But every woman that prayeth or prophesieth with her head uncovered, dishonoreth her head, for that is even all one as if she were shaven. Notice that women did pray and prophesy. We will discuss where shortly. For if the woman, in verse 6, be not covered, let her also be shorn. But if it be a shame for a woman to be shorn or shaven, let her be covered. For a man indeed ought not to cover his head, for as much as he is the image and glory of God, but the woman is the glory of the man. For the man is not of the woman, but the woman of the man. Neither was the man created for the woman, but the woman for the man. Verse 10, For this cause ought the woman to have power on her head because of the angels. Is that passage for us today? We have to ask this question. Is that passage for us today? Clearly, parts of the Bible have been fulfilled by other parts. I've taught this many times. The New Testament finishes the Old Testament. We are not bound by one word of the Old Testament. However, not everyone agrees with me on that. There are some who insist on you got to do the parts of the Old Testament that they agree with and the parts that they don't agree with you don't have to do. The problem with that is no one can agree on what parts they are. Only in the Old Testament does it say not to have a tattoo. But churches preach against it all the time. I submit to you that clearly in the New Testament the Old Testament is complete. We are under the New Testament. This, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, is New Testament. It is not Old Testament. Is that for us? 
all of the New Testament is for us except one verse. All of the New Testament is for us except one verse. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 8. I want you to see this in your Bible. If you're taking notes, write this verse down because I promise you, you're going to come back to it. 1 Corinthians 13, 8. Charity never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. And they did in the first century. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. And they did in the first century. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. And it did in the first century. If we can ignore any of the New Testament, we can ignore any of the New Testament. If we can ignore any of the New Testament, we can ignore any of the New Testament. If I was a woman, Danny King, just Danny King, if I was a woman, I would absolutely wear a head covering no matter what anyone thought. It is power. Notice that. Power on her head. We get hung up on the on her head that we forget power. And what does that mean? You do what the Lord leads you to do. There is no way Jezebel did. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Turn there, please. Write it down in your notes. I promise you, you will come back to it. For the record, this is the sixth time I've preached this sermon just because I want the words to be exactly what I mean them to be. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, beginning verse 34. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 34. Let your women keep silence in the churches, for it is not permitted unto them to speak, but they are commanded to be under obedience, as also saith the law. And if they will learn anything, let them ask their husbands at home, for it is a shame for women to speak in the church. This is also in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 9 through 15. Please write that one down as well. You will want to look at that one. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 9 through 15. If I were a woman, if Danny King was a woman, I would, for real, bring tape to church to remind me. As God is my witness, that is not a joke, I would. I have prayed about this. Lord, please don't let me say something I don't mean. I mean that. I'm sure of it. In my opinion, council meetings that lead straight into business meetings are dangerous. There needs to be a clear distinction. Watch this. There needs to be a clear distinction 
on what is an official meeting of the church and what is simple discussion outside of a called out assembly. There is a difference and there needs to be a distinction. In my opinion, business meetings should be held the following Sunday. This would also provide time to ask Jesus what He thinks about what we want to do. You do what the Lord leads you to do. I cannot stress that enough. You do what the Lord leads you to do. The Jezebel did nothing to limit herself. But what about, and write this one down, Galatians 3.28. If you don't write down any other verse, you write down this one. Galatians 3.28. You will want to study this outside of here. I promise you, you will. Galatians 3.28 says this, There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for ye are all one in Christ Jesus. Notice that there is neither male nor female. Pay close attention to the screen. This is the verse. This is the verse used to allow women on the platform. That one verse. If this is physically no male, no female, if this is physically no male, no female, hold on, this is going to hurt. If this is physically no male or female, then gay marriage is fine. Let that sink in. If this is physically no male nor female, then gay marriage is fine. Watch the next line. Some churches are now allowing it. It is spiritually no male, no female spiritually. Back to... 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 5 specifically. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 5. But every woman that prayeth or prophesieth with her head uncovered dishonoreth her head. For that is even all one as if she were shaven. Where did she prophesy? Which by the way means speak God's words. Where did she prophesy? Titus chapter 2 tells us. Write this one down. Turn to it. You need to see it. Where did she prophesy? Titus chapter 2, beginning in verse 3. The aged women likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. And that's what we're in danger of with women preachers. 
that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. If I were a woman, I would not try to take over the women's Sunday school class. That class has a teacher. Why would, if I were a woman, I would talk about Titus 2 individually as much as any woman would let me. And again, I mean every word of that. I would talk about Titus 2 individually as much as any woman would let me. You do what the Lord leads you to do. No doubt there will be women pastors who hear this. You do what the Lord leads you to do. I'm not here to mock anybody. I'm not here to belittle anyone. I'm not here to take us back to the dark ages, which some would say that's all this is. This is what the Bible says, and I submit to you, most people don't know it's there. Jezebel wanted to teach everyone. Let's give Jezebel the benefit of the doubt. Let's assume she started by wanting to help because men weren't doing it. She ignored these verses. We don't get to do that. She hurt the church. And I submit to you there are churches around this country and around this world that are hurting because the membership doesn't know what rules are for them and what rules are not for them. And so they depend heavily on the pastor, whoever that pastor happens to be, to say, this is what we do around here. We don't do that around here. And I submit to you that Jesus doesn't care around here. His word says what it says to his people. All of his people. If I was a woman, I would hide myself. I would let God fix the men. This is hard. Because God has been very slow at doing this. What should a woman do if the men won't do it? If I was a woman, I would watch the place burn to the ground. I cannot say that strongly enough. It's God's church. It's God's men. It's God's women. And if I was a woman and I could not submit to God, why am I at church? Jezebel didn't. You do what the Lord leads you to do. You do not answer to me. There's not a person in this room except for Michelle that answers to me and she was wearing the head covering before I ever wrote this. She asked me, what would you do? I said, Michelle, I'm not your cop. She said, what would you do? I said, this is what I would do. And that's when she started wearing the head covering. It occurred to me 
that that needs to be said on sermon audio. Not because I do it, but because Scripture says it. A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself. Watch this next line. I just did. Let's bring back verse 2 and go to verse 4. Everyone, you can breathe now. Verse 4. By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches, honor, and life. By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches, honor, and life. What does this say to America? America is going to be 247 years old on Tuesday. And I submit to you, if America does not pay attention, we're going to lose our riches, our honor, and our life. This country was founded on Scripture. It was founded on Scripture. This country has been blessed by God because of its commitment to Scripture. In my lifetime, we have pushed it completely out. But we are entering a new day today, and that's where churches are pushing it out. Does this say godly people will be rich? Ask Jesus. Jesus is always our example. The Lord is the maker of them all. A prudent man hideth himself by humility and fear of the Lord. The Bible says this stuff all over the place. So why do we jump to logic when problems arise? I can't pay my bills. So logically, I need to send money to the TV preacher. Makes no sense. But they are getting rich off of it. Have you noticed that at least two of every three religious stations is teaching seed faith? Over and over and over and over and over and over again. Do you know why that is? It brings in the money. And I submit to you, God will only put up with it for so long. Why do we jump to logic when problems arise? You're saying that women aren't as good as men? No, I'm saying the Bible says such and such. You do with it what you think God wants you to do with it. But don't just jump to logic. Don't just say that doesn't make sense and so I'm going to ignore it. I submit to you that's exactly what Jezebel did. Why do we jump to logic when problems arise? Use GPS for three days. Some of us don't like the illustration of GPS. To me, it helps me remember the three parts. God's Word. What does God's Word say? Does it matter what God's Word says? Pressure. What has God made me able to do? What can I not do? Holy Spirit. What is the Holy Spirit leading me to do? Now this one again, I can't say this enough. It's easily to mistake for selfishness. 
It's easy to look at that and say, I want this so bad. I'm just sure God does too. Folks, I used GPS on that first session for six days straight. What does God may be able to do with sermon audio? It changed everything. Verse 5. Thorns and snares are in the way of the froward. Froward is to depart. By the way, froward always demands repent. You have to repent if we're forward, or else we will be on the wrong path, guaranteed. Forward is to depart, in this case, from verses 2 through 4. All of them come into play here. He that doth keep his soul shall be far from then. Far from who? Far from the forward. This requires turning. What does this mean to me? Because of what I just said in the past few minutes, there will be some who will never listen to me again. And I'm okay with that. But I could not just be part of the problem anymore. He that keeps his soul shall be far from them. I would rather hold my hand in front of my God and say, I did the best that I could than to have the largest congregation in the world and have to explain away most of the Bible. Thorns and snares are in the way of the forward. I shared this earlier this week. And immediately, someone said, I'm not doing that. Direct quote. I told this person, you do what the Lord leads you to do. I can only tell you what I would do if I were a woman. But thorns and snares are in the way of the forward. He that doth keep his soul shall be far from them. This is the purpose of Proverbs. To avoid problems. America, before she was founded, had a huge problem. Our founding fathers risked their lives, and many of them gave their lives, to come over here away from the problems. Many of them, once they got here, died because of the new problems. But because of what they did, over 247 years, it's only been official for 247 years, they've been here a lot longer. Because of what they did, they saved this country from so many problems. And Christians today are throwing it away. The simple pass on and are punished. God's Word says this over and over and over again. The next section is long and I'm out of time anyway. Father, you put this on my heart. 
You put this on Ben's heart first. But you wouldn't let it get away from me. Your word says what it says. The circumstances you put on me, me in, the pressure, you gave me the platform. The Holy Spirit has been absolutely consistent for the last six days. You've given me no indication that you didn't want this. I need you to do your work. If all that happens as a result of this is Danny King is hated, it serves no purpose. Please use your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm-hmm.